WPTF. That will help you remember it. And uh, so I hope you will join us tonight and be a part of this program and help help us wax nostalgic for perhaps another day. Uh, I like those uh, announcers' Christmas parties. The ones I remember most were in the 1980s and 90s. And uh, but the world has gotten larger and more complex, and a lot of things have changed since then. And but I, I've always liked. And one of the reasons I am nostalgic about the Christmas season is the little bit slower version of the season that was a part of my life in a, when I was younger than I am now. And uh, so that would be in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Uh, and uh, uh, so that's it for now, 9783. Uh, 1-800-901. You don't have to dial, dial that. But, uh, but 919-860-9783. 9783 works out to be WPTF. And tell us a Christmas story if you have one about a special Christmas or something that is connected to Christmas. I'm going to tell you about the the Sunday that I worked, the first Christmas that I worked at WPTF. And uh, but I've already told you my favorite uh, secular song, and I will save my favorite uh, religious song for a little bit later. But I would hear your choices of those. I'd like to hear your choices, and don't be bashful and join in the program. It's uh, very easy to do. We're nice. We don't really bite at all. Pretty friendly as things go along. 800-662-9919. I keep wanting to do an 800 number here, and that's not right. It used to be the case, but it's changed. I guess that means I've been here too long. 919-860-9783. I guess I've been through a couple of technological revolutions since I've been here in the way we played music because when I first started working we played music uh, and then we played them on something called a cart which was a, an endless piece of tape uh, in, a, in a cartridge that you inserted in a machine and it played the song and then re-cued. It was back to the beginning and was ready to go again and you didn't have to re-cue it. And we also played records when not all the songs were on carts. Some were played rarely like Christmas songs were only played usually at a certain season of the year, and they were on record. So we had to do the things that jocks had to do for Prince Time Immemorial, and that is take the record out of the sleeve, find the song you wanted, put it down on the turntable, uh, and, and cue it up with the needle and get it ready to go. That's a time-consuming bit, and it takes a while. And I can remember my first job uh, doing a disc jockey-type program for six hours on Saturday afternoon. At the end of that six hours, re-cueing records, that lasted on the average of about two and a half minutes. You were fairly tired when you got through doing that. Well, I didn't have to play as many cuts off of records on this particular afternoon I want to tell you about, but I did have to play a fair number. Uh, so we changed eventually from cards uh, to uh, to computers, to computers now, and you find the, you find the, the song on your computer now, and, and then you, you just mash a button and the song is played. And that's what uh, uh, our producer does, for instance, on Friday night when we have our Friday night musical trivia. So uh, if you want to join us, uh, you write the number down and, and call in and tell John Sauter, who's our producer, and we thank him for being that, uh, what you want to talk about. And uh, we will we will fit you into the file and we will keep going. And also, if nothing else, as a bare minimum, as a price for listening to the program, of course I'm joking, uh, I can't exact a price from you, but I would like to hear your favorite Christmas song 
and your favorite secular song. I've always been kind of interested in what people liked and didn't like. And uh, I will tell you my favorite Christmas song a little bit later in the program. 919-860-9783. And before I tell you my story, we're going to have to pause for a moment and, and take a break here and then give you some messages and then we'll be back. It's uh, 9.15 at WPTF Radio. that happened. 
happened to me that afternoon that I remember to this day were that uh, uh, I played, and as a matter of fact, it was an album that had my favorite uh, uh, Christmas religious song on it, and it was actually, in this case, sung by Johnny Mathis, and it being one of the standard that had been around for a long, long time, and a beautiful song. Well, it was Oh Holy Not. Lots of uh, artists have covered it. In fact, any performing artist, it seems like, gets to some point in their career, usually a little bit long. That is, they're over over the hill, not completely over the hill, but closer to the end of their career than to the beginning. They get to the point where they cut a Christmas album. That's not the first album that a, a, uh, an artist, if they're brand new, whether they're in country or pop or rock and roll or what, they that's not the first album they make. But uh, a way to sell records is is uh, the sort of universal popularity of Christmas music. And so um, uh, there was Johnny Mathis. This was actually an anthology album. It was by different artists. It was a mix. And uh, the first uh, one of the first cuts on it I had gotten it out was to play Oh Holy Night. And, and there were probably that afternoon two or three versions. You put, were, the same song was probably played like it, during the 1 o'clock hour and the 3 o'clock hour and the 5 o'clock hour. Because the one would not expect that people, uh, as a rule, would listen to all the way through, uh, particularly if people were driving from Grandma's house back home or that kind of thing, or, or eating Christmas dinner or opening the presents or whatever, that they would be in and out. They would hear an hour or two and leave and maybe come back and hear some more or maybe not come back and hear some more. But uh, there was my six hours. And eventually uh, one song was played. And this is a delicate subject, but that I played was called Go Tell It on the Mountain by a woman named Mahalia Jackson, who was a very popular gospel singer in in that time. And then they had uh, taken the, one of the cuts off of one of her albums, as they had taken one of Johnny Mathis's cuts, and put it on the album. And I got a call from a gentleman who objected to having a gospel singer on, on a, a WPTF singing Go Tell It on the Mountain. And I said, well, wait a minute. And I was was had some care to explain to him that I, I wanted a mix and some music for everybody and that, in fact, uh, Miss Jackson's message was about, well, what was good, what, what was what was she admonishing you to go tell it on the mountain about that Jesus Christ is born? And so I, I didn't think it was any appropriate at all, but I thought it was interesting that he objected to it. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a, a fine mix. And one thing about Miss Jackson, she was a, uh, really popular at that time, and uh, one of the things about uh, historically I, that I know about her, I believe I'm right about this. I may be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm certain somebody will correct me. But at the what has now become the iconic, and that's a word that's much overused in America these days. Most things that people describe as iconic are popular, they're great, they're whatever, but they're not iconic. But the thing that I'm talking about was the Reverend Martin Luther King's speech, the I Have a Dream speech, in August of 1963. That is an iconic thing. I think if you rate it, if you had historians rate the top five speeches given by Americans, the Gettysburg Address would probably be number one, and one of Lincoln's uh, inaugural addresses would probably be number two, and one of the, uh, the uh, inaugural speech of Franklin Roosevelt in 1933, I think it was 1933, 
Uh, we have, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That kind of thing would be there. But the I have a dream speech would, would be there too. And you know that the thing about that speech is that uh, it was all written out and the Reverend King was going along in it and it wasn't really catching fire with, a, I think, approximately one million people that were on the mall in Washington listening. And from the background, you can hear a female voice say, Martin, tell him about the dream. And uh, at that point, uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. switched gears, and the rest of the speech that was given, the part that you see the clips of, the part that are played over and over and over again about I Have a Dream, or the part where he was basically, I think, if I understand it, sort of freelancing. It's something that he had done before. He'd given some version of it, but not anything that was written down. But he, he, he got off the track and got got to do it the way he wanted to do it. And it was it was Mahalia Jackson in the background. She was on the dais that she was well thought of in the African American community and in the American musical community. She was the one who said to to the Reverend King, Oh Martin, tell him about the dream. So uh, maybe that's a reason for having played the particular song of Go Tell It on the Mount. Uh, but that was uh, thing that made, uh, I think that was in the first couple of hours that afternoon between 12 and 2. It's good to have some good radio memories, but there's one other memory that I had from that day, and uh, somebody called with a request, they said, and, and I was trying to play, you know, good classic Christian music, a few songs that were not as popular as others. There is a veritable box full of, of what we would call Christmas carols, and a whole bunch of Christmas music, some of it more popular, like Joy to the World and Oh Come All You Faithful and those kind of things, and others that are not as well known. But there's one other little story about a request that I got that afternoon, and I'm going to save it because I got lambasted for playing it. Right now it's time for news on WPTF. Bailey, the proprietor of King's Auto, and I were talking the other day about his visit early next week, and one of the things we're going to talk about then is uh, servicing your car and preparing it for a trip if you are, in fact, going to take a trip uh, during the holidays. And one of the things that we were talking about is the, the uh, thing that is the subject of uh, the King's Auto's latest commercial, and that is the question of servicing your car and the need to know the cycle of service. The cycle of service uh, begins uh, at the time that you buy the car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes or what it says in the owner's manual. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle, the cycle of service. And for those using synthetic oil or driving limited miles, uh, they they provide that you could go months without having a regular uh, scheduling. That is in the case with me as I drive much less than I used to. Uh, and, I, and I need to have the service uh, schedule appropriate to the needs of the automobile, which is usually a couple of times a year, maybe three times a year. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission fluid levels for those folks, not myself, who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle. The certified, and that word is underlined, hybrid technicians at Kings are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. This usually occurs, by the way, at about 150,000 miles. Call King's Auto tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Loop and the State Inspection Station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh 
and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas Children laughing People passing Meeting smile After smile Discussing the Christmas music Waxing nostalgic Which I've been doing all day today uh, Sampling it and listening to some of my favorite songs Gives me a chance to hear them on the radio And, and broadcast them for you But Jim Reeves singing my favorite secular Christmas piece of music, and I have asked you to call and tell me your favorite secular and your favorite religious, and a young lady named Annette is calling us. I think John said she is in Sanford, North Carolina. Yeah, she's in Sanford, Tom. Okay. Annette, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, How are you, Tom? Can I'm, you hear I'm me? fine. How are you tonight? I'm doing very well. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, as a matter of fact. Okay. You have a nice soft voice, but I... Can in fact hear you, and what it is what what it is that you want. I know that's not the right sentence structure, but that's okay. What it is that you want to talk about? Well, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for uh, this wonderful radio show that I listen to almost every night. Uh, it's it's a great joy to to hear you and to hear that you're healthy and uh, taking good care of yourself. Uh, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy 2021. Um, and I was calling uh, about your two songs, the religious one and the secular one. And these two songs do something different to me every time when I hear them, whether on the radio or on TV. And I would start with the uh, religious. That would be a song that's the same. I think it's your favorite, too, the uh, Oh Holy Night. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but sung by uh, Josh uh, Gorbin. I, I have heard, I have heard him sing it, and it's, and it's, it's, it's worth it, yes. I just, it just takes me uh, back as a child and uh, doing plays uh, in, in the church, you know, and uh, dressing up, you know, as whichever, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, it was, it was just a great joy, just, you know, just doing the Christmas play and the nativity scene and all that, you know. And then uh, on the secular side, it would be, it's a classic. I, I just don't have no other way around it. It would be Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. And, um, yeah, it just takes me, it just puts me in the mood to shop, to cook, to dance. I don't know. It just does something to me every time I hear it. It's just, it's just. And guess what? This year, uh, the Rolling Stones said that it was their number one song for the holidays. So, well, she has a new album out too, and uh, and I think she's sold the most single records or had the most single number one. She's passed Elvis Presley on the list, so she's you know had a long and successful career. And I know she's been on TV a lot because she's been promoting her new album. And, right, and right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Apple TV had a, has a special going on right now. And uh, I haven't had an opportunity to see it, but I'm just going to set some time, up, you know, apart just to get to uh, get to see it. But it's two different emotions. It's like the uh, Oh Holy Night takes me to that to that good time of being a child and being in a play and and just behaving and waiting for you know Christmas Day. 
and uh, and just looking up in the skies at night and Christmas and just, you know, looking at the stars. And then Mariah does the opposite, just puts me in the mood to dance, to shop, to cook. To, She's kind of full know. of joy, isn't she? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's wonderful, and it's Groban. It's, it's G-R-O-B-E-N, isn't the, way, isn't the way you spell Josh's name? I'm sorry, what was that? Josh Groban, how do you spell his last name? is G-R. Yes, it's G as in uh, girl, R-O-B-A-N, Josh Gorbin. Okay. Maybe John can find that and we can yeah a little bit. I hate that to, would be awesome. Well, I hate to cut up a religious song, but maybe we can play a, a good bit of it and everything. But thank you so much. Let thank me recommend you. something to you. I don't know if you can do it. It would probably be on the Hallmark Channel, not the the regular Hallmark Channel, but the, the Hallmark Channel that uh, I think you have to pay extra to get it or something. Or maybe it would be on Netflix or somewhere, but there's a... A series of movie, movies made for the Hallmark Channel called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. There's 11 oh. movies about the, the people that work at the DLO, the, the Dead Letter Office. And the about the third movie that was made, they've been making them for about five years, was, was the Christmas movie. And if somehow you could get to watch that, you, you, would, you, would, you would love it. I just think it would, uh, it's a good story, okay? I was watching it today. Thank you once again. I uh, wish you a very Merry Christmas. Stay happy, stay healthy, and continue a great show. Thank you, Rob. Well, I want to tell you one more thing, and that is my favorite, Ben uh, Fortian, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Woody Seymour, is going to be on with us tomorrow night to talk about Christmas movies. Uh, I don't know if you know Woody in passing or anything, but he's a, a lawyer in Sanford and has been on with us periodically over the last 30 years. And Fantastic. Talk about Christmas movies tomorrow night. Thank you a lot, Annette. I look forward to uh, to hearing him on the radio. Thank you again, Tom. Take care for all the nice things you said. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye-bye. Christmas. All right. Annette from Sanford. We have a lot of listeners in Sanford. I'm pretty sure of that, uh, John. So make sure the broadcast goes that way so that they, they have good good reception. Um, what was it that I... There was one other thing. Oh, I have to finish my, I have to finish my story or... Uh, do we have any other callers, John? No, not at this okay. time. If you have a, a selection of your favorite religious song and your favorite secular song like Annette did, and you would like to, to speak up for them, 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. And you can tell us a Christmas story if you want to, and I'm waxing poetic here and telling about a couple of things that happened to me during one of my favorite broadcasts, which was the first year that I worked at WPTF on a Sunday, this Sunday afternoon. That was Christmas that day, and because I was extremely junior, yeah, that is, that the, the latest addition to the to the crew, uh, I got to work on Sunday afternoon. But I always try to make the best of everything, and uh, I, I had the most wonderful time playing all kinds of Christmas music. And in those days, they were either on carts, which were requeuing things, where you just plugged it into a machine and pushed a button. And now they're on computers. Uh, or they were on records, the other way of transmitting information. And they had to be queued up. And I'd say 75% of the songs, because they were seasonal songs, they were not ones in the regular rotation, were had to be queued up. And I mentioned a story earlier about playing Go Tell It on the Mountain by... Uh, Oh, I can't even think of Mahalia Jackson and uh, the questioning of playing that. The other thing is uh, somebody called up with a request, 
denounced even at, at this distance now. But it was for a new recording that was out that year, and we didn't have a copy of it. But I knew where there was one at our sister station on the other side of the wall. And this was it's when our studios were still downtown on Salisbury Street, and there were just uh, WPTF people and WQDR people in that building. And uh, I knew, knew WQDR, which was a progressive rock station at that time, had a copy of this. Uh, it was a kind of a novelty record, and most uh, listeners to music uh, know of it. Uh, they think, of course, different things about it. it was the, the story of how Grandma got run over by a reindeer. And so I went next door and borrowed that, and I played it one time that afternoon, and I got two or three phone calls either that day or later, from, mostly from people who knew me, and said, Tom, how could you possibly play that? And one of the people who questioned it was Mrs. Curry, and she wasn't sure that uh, she wanted to hear about Grandma getting run over by the reindeer. But uh, it made that afternoon memorable, along with the other telephone calls. This was in December of 1982, and that's the kind of nostalgic time when uh, we got to, I got to play six hours of music and if you scratch any radio person, there's a disc jockey out of there somewhere. He may be doing, he may be sales manager or general manager or the president of the company or, or whatever, but uh, the chance to be a disc jockey is usually not turned down, and that's what I got to do that afternoon, was to play a lot of Christmas music and uh, get to play some of my favorites. Uh, and uh, we've heard uh, a couple of those, Jim Reeves' version, uh, Anne Murray's version of Silver Bells and an instrumental. That's my favorite secular song. And my favorite um, uh, religious song is Josh, well, it's not Josh Groban's version. That, that one certainly will do, of Oh Holy Night. We'll take a break, and then we'll be back. If you want to join us, 919-860-9783. and we'll dedicate that to our friend Annette from Sanford, North Carolina. Tom Kearney here at 9, or rather, yes, 9.51, almost 9.52 on Thursday night, uh, December the 10th. So we've got the, just a little over one day. Uh, well, tomorrow will be two weeks until Christmas, and uh, John, our producer, John Stoller, tells me that is it Brian that you say, Don? John, that's on the air? Yeah, Brian from Cary. Brian from Cary. Good evening, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? Well, yeah, I'm good. That's good. That's good. What's on your mind tonight? Well, my, well, I want to tell you a story about Christmas. Okay. I'll it short. But my two favorite songs, Christian and Secular, are, I love Nat King Cole's Away in a Danger, and, um, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. I don't. I don't remember the lady who sang it. I mean, there's different versions of it. Right. I understand. But, uh, I, and I know it's like a sad song. And, uh, and so I can't, even watch, I can't even watch the whole thing or listen to it. You know, watch on YouTube or listen to it without getting choked up because it always gets me emotional to hear it. it you know. But I love those two songs because for me, like, whenever I hear Nat King Cole, I think of Christmas. And... Uh, we grew up with, you know, listening to that, that stuff from the, uh, I don't know, we listened to stuff from the 60s, 
um, we had a bunch of albums. Yeah, well, um, you, you can listen to him sing Chestnuts Roasting on the Yeah, fire. that's a good one, too. Good one. Well, I'm going to recommend one to you if you can find it on YouTube. You can, I'll guarantee you. It's Emmy Lou Harris's version of Away in a Manger. Just listen to that, and then call okay. me back and tell me what you think about that. Okay. It's worth it's worth taking the time to listen to because it's the best. She just has the the right voice for that. So, yeah. Uh, well, those are two good choices. I, in fact, if I I've always said if I had to drive to the West Coast and they said you can have all the records in the world, all the songs, but it has to be by one artist. You see, it would be that King Cole. I mean, he would yeah. be the one I'd take. Yeah, he just had the smoothest voice oh, I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. Uh, he died very fairly young in 1966, and I think the last song that he made that was charted or anything was Rambling Rose. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. The song is the movie Cat Balloon. Yeah. But uh, I like uh, uh, Unforgettable. Yeah. And his version of Stardust is the best one ever made, so. Yeah, those cigarettes, they just tore him up, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are listening tonight and that you're uh, on the way to Christmas with the rest of us. And just slow down and smell the Christmas tree. You don't have to smell the roses, but smell the Christmas tree. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That that reminds of fake tree. But uh, I got a cedar outside. I'll go smell that. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. I was watching... uh, uh, well, I mentioned this movie the, uh, uh, and the Science Field and Directed series, Delivered series to, to Annette earlier, and I was watching it the other day, and the guy was, uh, actually it was an angel, uh, but he was dressed up like a regular human being, but he was addressing the you know the star of the movie. Uh, he was telling mm-hmm. him, slow down and smell the poinsettias. And the, the guy whose name is Oliver said, poinsettias don't have any sense. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I, you know, I, I always think it's interesting what people choose to think about. I, if it had been me, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just thought, well, he means well. He just picked the wrong flower, you know, and, and I'll mm-hmm. look at him rather than just smell them. And, and so, yeah. But anyway. Well, Brian, thank you for listening, and tune in whenever you can. I think we've talked before. And no, we never have. We have. Well, that, well, that makes it even better. I, you sound like somebody. Maybe that was Herb. With the voice that is, I think he's in Fuquay Arena, though. You know, after a while, it all fades together and everything. But I'm glad all of you are out there. And I, mean, I didn't I tell you job, my have a job I, for one thing. So uh, I didn't tell you my Christmas story. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take off. Well, here's my story. Many years ago, back in the I don't know '96 or '97, somewhere in there, my life was falling completely apart. I mean, not like I was dying or anything, nothing like that. I was just, I was going, I was, you know, about to get divorced, and I felt horrible. And I had to get out of the house because I just had to get away. So I go up, I went up to the Walmart. I don't remember where it was, Garner or Bedfield, I don't know. And I watched, and I was just, I just had to get out of the house. So I went up to Walmart, and I spent like two hours watching a movie on one of their TVs, and then I went, started to go back home, but I decided to take a different route because I like driving around the roads near my house. But I took a different route from what I would have taken, the most direct route. And I found a lady in her car beside on the side of the road. And as I'm driving by, I thought, there's something funky about this situation. So I stopped, and I went over to the car, and I was, she looked 
there's something wasn't right about her. So I ran over, this was, you know, this was before cell phones. So I ran over to this, uh, this house and I got the guy to call for an ambulance. And then he came outside and then this lady stopped and she was a nurse. And we were all trying to get lady to open her door or roll down the window so the nurse could check her out. And she wouldn't. And finally the ambulance came and they had to bust the window and get her out. And they took down, um, they took down my name and, and I found out her name. And her family called me like a few days later. I don't know how they found me, but they found me. And um, and they told me how she was on her way to work that night, and she was working over Christmas. She was working during Christmas to make some extra money to buy presents for her grandchildren. And um, so, and she wasn't even on the road that would have taken her to wherever she was working. Um, she had like. She got confused because she'd had a, a what is it, an aneurysm. Okay, be quick now because we've got about 30 seconds left. All right. Anyway, uh, because I took the wrong road and she took the wrong road, she ended up being alive for that Christmas. She didn't last too much long after Christmas, but she was at least alive during Christmas, and my Christmas didn't feel so lousy. The well, end. These, well, no, that's not the end. You've got, still got the story, so it goes on it something that makes you feel good when you think about it. Brian, thank you for stopping me and telling me the story, okay? Sure thing. You have a good evening. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Tomorrow night we're going to talk about Christmas movies.